let's just do this yeah, stupid do this. thing. <clears throat> We're just going to do it. Yeah. Do it. All right. Not sure what we're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Yet another week of streaming shenanigans. Shenanigans. That if you weren't trying to watch us on Mixer and or Twitch, which we're live right now, but that doesn't matter to you if you're listening to the podcast. We, I don't know. It's, yeah. This streaming thing, man, it's, it's a thing. But anyway. It is a thing. And that thing is a pain. I'm, I'm not going to post this on Twitter. <laughs> no? Well, no, I already posted it on Facebook. Eh, whatever. That's fine. Yeah. Come watch us. We're yeah. terrible. We <laughs> may or may not be here when you get there. <laughs> right. Um, anyway, hello. Welcome to the Bite Me Podcast, episode 68. How y'all doing? Mm-hmm. Good. I'm Adam West. I am Cliff Johnson. I'm the Dylan. I'm kind of glad we started. I need you to speak up. I'm the Dylan. Thank you. There you go. I'm kind of glad we started doing that because I've listened to a bunch of podcasts lately where they don't introduce themselves. And I'm like, who are these people? I have no idea who's talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's important. I like listening to NVC because uh, Pear Schneider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Dude's got a good accent. Yeah, so, I love yeah, his yeah. accent. I'm always like, I don't know who I'm listening to. And then Pear comes on. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's that guy. <laughs> so, yeah. His friend requested him today. We'll see if that actually oh. happens. I was listening to this. Go uh, big. Tried out this podcast and it's co-hosted by two British guys yeah. and then they have a guest on but I, I still don't know which british guy is who like i i, can't, I don't know the voices and who is talking because uh, they 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 do have like a little intro where they like say their names i think yeah or it's one guy saying both of their names sure. but i don't know which that voice goes to, to yeah. who and not to say all british people sound alike but but if you're not used to hearing yeah. that accent they kind of all sound but the same. Yeah, yeah exactly Sorry. it's like i'm not it's I can't quite separate them, and then I have to f- remember who's is what. And I'm yeah. like, and they're short podcasts, but I'm, yeah. I don't know. I listen to Idle Thumbs, and it's all Campo Santo people, and I have no idea who's who. Like I, like, I know there's different voices, but I, I just can't figure out who's who. Yeah, so, eh. that's fair. Anyway, um, we listen to podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> Welcome to Podcast Cast. I've been listening to my favorite murder. Have you guys ever? Oh, I hear listen- that's good. It's so good. Yeah. So good. It's a true crime podcast, and uh, heard those are popular. I got. I, I've thought about figuring out a way we can turn this into a video game true crime podcast. Because <laughs> how about we have a podcast where we review podcasts? Ooh, the podcast, and then someone can review the, our podcast <laughs> about reviewing podcasts, and we can review that podcast, and then just go down this black hole. It's endless. Yeah, yeah think yeah. of endless. the content, 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 content. People love that word these days. Speaking of content, we've got a lot of it this week. We do. That's a segue. Um, right? That's why and I so don't this. get paid for anything. Oh, um, so some possible news for the Switch involving Diablo 3. That might be a thing. Um, and I read this article under the headline, um... um <laughs> yeah, I read it too and I... I my response was... Sum it up. Um, yeah. So the headline is, um... I really wanted to know more though. I'll be honest. I have some theories. Just because I oh, don't... It, it didn't have a lot of information there. No, it didn't. That's the thing. Should we, should we do a little foreshadowing? I have some theories and none of them involve sex toys. That... <laughs> that's a tease. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, uh, okay, you can't talk about that with Adam in the room because my mind immediately goes Moving to Moving on to the fractured butthole. <laughs> <laughs> Some new DLC has been announced for the fractured butthole. Uh, the ESA is meeting with President Trump about video game violence. Not sure why, but uh, we'll talk this about again. that. This again. Welcome thing. back to the 90s. Uh-huh. Um, Battlefield Five is going to, uh, question mark, maybe that's what it's called, who knows. Yeah. Well, no, this is the sequel to Battlefield. Field one. <laughs> but it's five now? Yeah. 
Oh, is that is that why the question marks there? Why is uh-huh. it, how many other battlefields have been in between? Like a hundred. I them. mean, none, but there's oh. like a thousand of them, so who knows? <laughs> um, possibly going to be featuring a new co-op mode. We'll talk about that. Rainbow Six Siege cracking down on the hate speech as well they should. Um, and also, Mario is a plumber again, and thank goodness we'll explain that. Mm. I don't uh, know what that means. I don't even understand. I didn't know he was never not a plumber. Yeah, for briefly. Briefly. What was he? Um, not a plumber. Oh, okay. He's an adventurer. Mm. A quester. Um, we got questions as well from Vinny, Joe Coleslaw, Man Socks, Optimist Prime, and we've got a new Humble Bundle Monthly to talk about. So we'll do that, but first we start with what we're playing, and Cliff, you have quite a bit. I do, yeah, yeah. Tell us more. So, um, briefly, I beat Grand Theft Auto V. Oh, yeah, yeah, Which is, it feels like at the end of a really, really, really long journey um, that I started in, like, 2013. (laughs) So, I mean, I I did restart. When When I started playing it, this, this playthrough, I did start from the first but you know i played the first half of this game on the 360 in 2013 so to finally get all the way through it and be done and get the ending i wanted it was was a good feeling it was a good feeling so are there multiple endings there are actually um there are at least three and the cool thing about it though is it's not like um say like a mass effect where your decisions throughout the game determine what ending you get you literally get to a point where it says which one of these three things do you want to do and then you make a phone call based on which one of those three things you want to do oh wow so okay um and you can actually go back and it, rockstar is smart enough to say like hey you can do this one and then you can just go back and do the other one if you want so you can yeah. actually see all three i just did one. Oh, cool but, how do you quick question how do you feel about that kind of system versus the making choices over time like does it feel like there's more weight on that decision or less because to me like i'm thinking okay you do all this stuff and then all of a sudden you got to make a huge decision and that you're actually making that decision rather than like the outcome of the events that you choose so i I guess my thing is i've played two games two very very big games that are based on that idea lately um gta 5 that said get to the end and then make the decision you want and then I played The Witcher 3, which said, hey, you're making all these, like, and most of the, the decisions in Witcher, Witcher 3 are quick time events, essentially. You right. have to choose one of these two things. And if you're not paying attention, there were a couple that I just wasn't paying attention to the, the, the text on, and I didn't get to even choose the one I wanted necessarily. Um, and so although I like the idea of a Mass Effect, a Witcher 3, where, you know, the choices you make throughout the game depend, you know, show you which, which thing you get – at the same time, like, I don't want to get the crappy ending just because I made a bad decision somewhere along the way. Um, and so I, I'm almost a better fan of, of GTA 3 style where I – or GTA 5 where I actually can just see all of them. Like, right. let me see all the endings. Don't make me replay the game. You can or do don't, all the things and make all the yeah. wrong choices you want or do all the wrong or right things. You know, or, or more appropriately, don't make me watch one of the endings that I pick and then have to go watch the other ones on YouTube. <laughs> you know, like uh-huh. – um, so I, I don't know if one's right or wrong, and I'm sure – I don't think that there's a right answer to that question for all gamers. Like some people really like the idea of, of agency in a game. Right. But I really like being able to say like that's the one I want to do. That's the right. choice I want to make. And, and quite frankly, in, in GTA V, if it had made me choose the other two, I would have been really disappointed in those endings. Right. So, so I'm not quite sure how it ends because I haven't finished it yet. But I'm thinking like there's been other – in like GTA Four, for example, there's at points where you get to choose to like – kill someone or someone else yeah and to me there's a lot of like there's a lot of choice in that and it it's not that the choices you made throughout 
uh, chose the destiny of those characters, but rather the events throughout the game made you feel a certain way where you chose to keep a character or dispose of another one, right. which is a, it's a whole different feeling because the game made you feel something to choose something rather than you felt something to make choices and then you see what happens. Well, I don't know why I'm being so sneaky around a game that's five years old either. Yeah. I guess like if you don't want spoilers, skip 30 seconds. You have the choice, yeah. No, you, I'm talking to you. You can't skip them. I, I haven't seen it, though. I it don't doesn't know. matter. You have the choice I'm sure of, I know what happens. You have I the just... choice of killing Michael. You have the choice of killing Trevor. And so this is actually your choices as Franklin. You kill Michael, you kill Trevor, or you save them both. Um, and they both have real outcomes. So if you kill Michael, like his family hates you, um, and the money that you steal in the last heist goes to them, but they hate you. If you kill Trevor, you get the money that Trevor would have gotten, but Michael doesn't trust you anymore. Um, and then if you save all of them, then it's just like, that's the good ending. So, right. Anyway, it was yeah. good. But okay. I'm sure there's events that lead up to that meet that would I mean, cause you maybe to want to get rid of one or the other maybe. i guess i guess maybe but you're all anti-heroes in that game you know like right. there's no good person in that game you're all terrible people right so i don't know why not save everybody anyway that's gta 5 is great um i also played a zombie army trilogy which is a game that i'm not going to say like everyone should run out and buy but if you have a couple buddies to play it with it's pretty fun um i played it with colby my brother and kevin mm-hmm. um and it's built on the sniper elite four okay. engine or the sniper elite three engine <laughs> i love those games yeah and so this is really weird though because it's a like a zombie horde game where you're getting mobbed by zombies but you have to snipe them which is really strange <laughs> like you're sniping hordes yeah of zombies and so you, you'd expect that very slowly you know you'd expect that a zombie game, you're going to have machine guns, you're going to have shotguns, and no, it's like, hey, there's a zombie way over there, snipe it. <laughs> it's, it's a really, it's, it feels very, like, awkward, you know, it's like, it's like peanut, you know, peanuts and gum. <laughs> it doesn't quite make sense, but... <laughs> Um, but it's hey, kind of fun. kind of good. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's a game that I think I picked up for 11 bucks and okay. the amount of time we spent, I mean, I played it for six or seven you hours get this weekend. Hours or $11 worth of fun out of it. Yeah. And we'll probably, I don't, maybe, I don't know if we'll beat it or not, but right. it's like 30 hours worth a game, I guess. Nice. Um, I mean, you figure you, that's, that's about the cost of a movie. Yeah. You know, I, we, and we had fun and it's, it's one of those games I would say that. I don't necessarily say you'd go play it single player because I think it would get repetitive and and weird. But multiplayer, it's a, it's fun. Mm-hmm. You know, it's blowing up zombies. So you know, any think about any zombie game you've played before, and if you thought like, hey, that was fun, I like killing zombies, you'd probably like that. Nice. So came out of kind of nowhere. But the cool thing I did this weekend is I went to Emerald City Comic Con, um, which is the big Comic Con in Seattle, and for some reason Nintendo was there. Okay, that's why I was like, because I was looking at the one game you played, and I'm like, but you don't have a Wii U. And and I played the Switch version. I didn't realize that that was a thing. Yeah, so I got to play um, Kirby Star Allies and uh, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, which a lot of people say is one of the hardest platformers they've ever played. It so so I and, and so Kirby comes out next week, mm-hmm. I believe, and Donkey Kong comes out next month, I believe. Okay, um, Kirby is I've never played a Kirby game before, so put that out there. It is the most – it's a four-player platformer that felt like it was zoomed in too much by about 35 percent. Like everything was too big and too cluttered and too whatever, but it was just a crazy stupid amount of fun. And 
as you progress through the game, you can either every bad guy you run into, you can either choose to kill them or make friends with them. You can you throw this giant heart at them and they become your friend. Love um, me, yeah, literally. <laughs> and then once you get them, they can use like. So I played as like this fire breathing guy, and then I could breathe my fire on other people's weapons and make like a fire sword. <laughs> okay. Um. We played a level of the game from the first through the boss at the end, and it was just just chaotic and fun. But I can see how it could be a really good time for players, probably on a big screen. Like, I don't think I'd right. want to do four players on. Now, like, is it all local multiplayer? Is it online mm-hmm. multiplayer? Um, okay. I don't know if it's online or not. I'm not sure. Okay. But it was, you know, we played it local. And it was really fun, just kind of chaotic. My kid absolutely fell in love with it. Um, and he, I mean, like immediately, Dad, we need to go home and pre-order this. So I think it's a, it's probably one of those games that you know, if you're if you're Cliff and you know you're in your 30s or 40s and thinking like, hey, I love Kirby. Like maybe if you love Kirby, it's a buy game. Okay. But it's one of those games that if you're me and you've got a kid or two, your kids will love this game. It'll be a great game to play with your kids. Cool. So cool, there's cool, that. Cool. And then Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze is you're right, a remake of uh, a Wii U game, which yeah. I, I do own a Wii U. <clears throat> Oh, you didn't? Um, yeah. I didn't know you had a Wii U. Um, I thought I had the last one and I gave it away. <laughs> no, I saw it. Mine's hooked up to my TV even. My kid plays Mario Builder on it. Or Mario Maker? Yeah, Mario, Mario Maker. Maker. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's it's gorgeous. It is such a yeah, beautiful a game. game. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's just fun platform. I was telling Dylan earlier, it plays a lot like... Um, it feels kind of Rayman-ish mm-hmm. more than maybe other... Like Nintendo yeah. platformers I've played has, it's got definitely kind of a rhythm to it, um, and a lot of Rayman hidden Mario. things. And it like it didn't have quite like Rayman when you really get into Rayman, the game I feels keep like you're it saying has Rain Man. <laughs> Whoppers on. Um, <laughs> when when Rayman is really on, or you, when you're really pushing through a level, it's definitely got like a rhythm to yeah. it. Um, sometimes to the point of where you're actually making songs in the game, which yeah. is really cool. Yeah. And this isn't quite like that, but. It felt really good. It's it's a game that I will – I don't know if I'll buy, but I'll probably rent um, or buy. That's the problem with the Nintendo games is like I'd say I buy it when it gets to be 20 bucks, but, but Nintendo games never. don't. Yeah. So – but it was really fun. I enjoyed both of them a lot. It was really cool to get to to play them early. And I got a, um, a, a banana that's like a squishy toy that says Donkey Kong on it. So. Oh, fun. Yeah, squishy right. banana. Yeah, squishy banana. So nice. it was a good weekend. Cool, cool, cool. And you had, yeah, so Emerald City Comic Con was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Lots of pictures. Lots of pictures. I actually didn't take any pictures. Um, Aren't was, you normally the guy who walks around with a camera? Like, I am. Um, but I usually do it because I, when I want to enjoy something. Yeah, I mean, that, and that was kind of, and, and I got my, like, I had a press pass to it. Um, but I got my press pass based on going with one of our stations that doesn't exist any longer. Oh. And so, <laughs> like, there wasn't a lot of reason to. Um, so I just went, and it was it was a lot of fun though. ECCC is is a good time. ECCC, ECCC, yeah. gotcha. Um, so I played a little more uh, Monster Hunter Stories. I've just had a really really busy week this last week, so I haven't done a whole lot. Um, Monster Hunter Stories, I'm still loving it. Just slogging my way through that game, and it's interesting and it's fun. It's cute. It's quirky. If you've got a 2DS or a 3DS, I can't recommend it enough. Do it. Do it. Nailed it. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I do want to get into some of the, the games that I've downloaded from uh, Xbox Games Pass. Man, there are some great games on there, man. There's a lot of games on there. I, am, I, I re-upped my subscription mm-hmm. um, this weekend because just to get ready for Sea of Thieves. I just um, auto – I just turned it well, on. I was going to play – I was actually going to play Dead Island with my brother, but we decided to play um, zombie army game <laughs> instead. <laughs> nice. Yeah, because um, Sea of Thieves is what? That's two weeks? 
It's like the 20th. 20th. So let's see. Today is – that's not this Eight, month. Eighth, seventh. Today's the 7th. So, yeah, it's Ooh. like uh, a little less than two weeks from – two weeks from Tuesday, yesterday. Okay. So, yeah, the 20th, I believe. I'm looking forward or to that. the 22nd. Um, and, and State of Decay is coming in May. Were you really surprised about the pricing on that? What? I think it's a it's forty bucks. State of Decay, State of Decay bucks? two. Yeah, forty dollars. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, I figured it was going to be a full price game. game. Sixty bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was really surprised so. about that. So, well, that just knocked out my theory about why everybody should buy games, <laughs> right? <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> but anyway. Um, so yeah, I haven't had a whole lot of time to play a whole lot of anything this last yeah. week. It's just been nuts. That's all right. But I'm going on a little road trip this weekend to nice. the Oregon coast, and I am bringing my Switch, Very and nice. I'm going to play. Very cool. Yes, Very cool. Dylan, let me guess. Fortnite. Yes, I Rainbow did play Fortnite. Siege Six. Oh, I, I did play Rainbow Siege Six. Okay. Rainbow Six Siege. All right. Now that oh. we've covered that, um, let's get on. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, the thing I do want to talk about is the new operators for Rainbow Six um, since they came out yesterday, um, along with the Outbreak mode, which I haven't really played yet because I got on a little bit late last night, and my buddies had already played that a little bit, and we just played some normal normal games to to finish the night off but i did get to see some of the new operators in action i didn't play as them yet but i got to play beside them um two nice. new two new attackers and they're very aggressive um they have cool abilities um lion being i think the favorite so far and what he does and it kind of really changes how the game like he really has a global effect on the game which is something i don't think many of the operators have is something sure. so it literally affects everyone on the opposing team as well as, I mean, um, can affect... That's kind of funny. Yeah, he affects everyone on the opposing team. The other one affects everyone on your team. But he has an aerial drone that detects movement. So when he triggers it, it has a little countdown that everyone sees, like three, two, one, and then you know you're about to be tracked for a certain amount of time. So oh, really? You, can, you actually do know. Yeah, Interesting. So everyone knows when it's happening. Um, so if you're being tracked, if you're on the defense... You stop moving, um, and that way it only is able to detect you if you move. But oh, so if it's you, like a T-Rex. If you so much as twitch <laughs> I see to the left or anything, mm-hmm. um, there you go. Like they, they have an outline of where you are on the map, which could be used as a distraction, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you could bait people that way. So, I mean, there is, there's a way to counter that strategy, <laughs> but me. it's pretty neat. Um, there's, a, I mean, so many ways that can play into the game, whether um, you can see through see through walls and, I mean, get some penetration hits on someone, take them out that way. That's cool. Um, and really for, like, when you're breaching into a room, if you know that they're right to the left or there's all kinds of, I mean, it gives you so much information, but the people that you don't see, you do have to be careful of those if you're standing still. But it, it's very interesting how you see that that timer countdown and you like, okay, I need to duck and I need to stand still. Like it has, it very much has that effect on you. You don't want to be moving, especially if you're not really prepared to set up a bait. Cause if you're not ready to bait someone that way, and especially if you don't know they're on the opposing team yet, like you wouldn't have any reason to be, okay, lion's about to bait us. So Mm -hmm. we're about to do his thing. So let's bait him into this area. It's like, that's probably not really your first concern because if he's not even on the other team, that's a silly to have yeah. that strategy ready in your pocket. But um, the other operator, Finca, has nanobots um, cool. in each of the players, and she hits her button, and everyone gets steroided up and gets an extra 20 HP oh, that's cool. and reduced recoil for a certain amount of time, which is, again, for that late-game push, if you need to... I yeah. mean, 
you're taking fire or whatever, you hit that and everyone gets a boost real quick. So nice. like, that's pretty neat. And it's kind of the opposite where, I mean, it's a global effect on the offense on your team yeah. rather than the opposing team. But very, very different abilities. But I think they're both, and they can really be used in unison too if you're really for that late game push and you're trying to wiggle someone out and you see where they are and then you trigger the nanobots and you, you rush in and clean up. That's so, cool. That's really cool. Really interesting. We, I don't, we don't actually have this in the show notes, so we're just going to talk about it real fast because he talked about Fortnite. But Fortnite's adding a 20v, 20 20v, 20 20 20 20 20 yeah, 20 five, 5 squads five of 20. 20. That's crazy. I want to get 20. I want 20 friends. I want 20 friends. friends. <laughs> right, because <laughs> right. if you have 20 friends, you're just going to sit there and go, In oh. five different Discord channels because there's no way I'm listening to 20 people in one. I think it could be Hekka. Hekka. Hella. 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 Lots of fun. Yeah. I need. I still need to play more Fortnite. Yeah, well, do it. you could play it in a group of twenty people. Yeah, I'd stand a little better chance lasting Not, a little longer than you. I mean, think it's it'll be total chaos. I'm really interested to play it though. Yeah. We'll try it. Is that any worse that, or or different than? Wasn't there a fifty v fifty? Yeah, I'm wondering because I wish I would have had a chance to play it, but it sounded like it was kind of a cluster because yeah, fifty v fifty was a problem because everyone dropped at once. Right. You don't really. How do you coordinate? Fit? There's no coordination to it. It's well, just. What I'd hope Until with 50v50 you get down to like the last five people, and then you're like, "All right." What yeah. I'd hope with 50v50 is that it would drop 50 people on one side and 50 people on the other side, and then you'd get to like, even like, I yeah. want even a different map, like a like a start of a fortress or something that you could build up into, and almost like, like, like those Lord of the Rings kind of yeah. fights where everybody's just running towards right. the center yeah, of the screen. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and That'd it wasn't. Fun. It was just 50 random people dropping in the middle of 50 other random people and killing each other. So, <laughs> but this, like, if you could get a team of 20 and you could coordinate, like, hey, let's all land. Here, at least you'd be able to like gang up on the you know anyone who didn't drop with you. I don't know. It's it's right. an interesting idea. So enough See, of that. But what do you think about this? Kind of just popped into my head because we were talking about how to make the fifty feet fifty better because it was a cluster and like you really want to like encourage like base building in these big base battles. But I'm wondering if like you take an attacker defender approach to it, where the defenders might have a lot of you know that the circle is going to pull one way. And that's where the defense lands, right? Oh, and they have a lot of trees and stone to build, and maybe they have less loot drops. Yeah. So maybe their weapons aren't going to be as powerful, but they have a bunch of resources to build a big yeah. base. Over here, the attackers, we know that the circle is going to push away from them towards the defense, so they're going to have to move yeah. towards this tower, but they have better loot drops. They're going to have more of them, more likelihood that they're going to get the RPGs and stuff yeah. to actually fight a base and maybe better... So kind of um, like almost like a capture the flag variant, but where you're only one team trying to capture the flag, right? And you have to. Yeah, I, I think that'd be really. That fun. would be interesting. I, I mean, really that's, that's definitely a whole new map design, obviously, because yeah. I think yeah, you would put a lot of resources on one side, and you would put a lot more loot drops on the other. Yeah, and have those things collide, and I yeah. think that might be kind of an interesting take on it. Yeah, I agree. That would encourage those big base battles because that's what you want. Because I, I feel like it's hard to have two big bases if you build two big bases in the circle. If you're still keeping the I didn't circle, even think about that. Yeah. If you're still keeping the circle, it might just pull off of both of them, uh-huh. or pull off one, and you just wasted all this time building a base. That's like, true. That's, I didn't think about that. That's, that's really true. To me, that's the complication. I'm sure they've thought of all kinds that's of a crazy scenarios. That, I like that a lot. Maybe there's there's something they can do. I'm sure. I'm sure they're thinking of all kinds yeah. of cool stuff to yeah. improve. But well, then there'd the be next time. strategies to like, do you just rush before they can get you know the base build? Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's interesting. I know they're also. I think they teased like a blitz mode. I'm not sure which mode is what and what name goes to one, but like yeah. blitz mode where you drop into the first circle 
and the timers are going to be quicker, so it's a much faster-paced game, mm-hmm. I think. So you're not, like, outside of the circle. You're already in it, but it's going to it's gonna start moving in quicker Yeah. Um, to speed up the game, even though, I mean, it's pretty fast, especially compared to PUBG. But, uh, oh, yeah. It just even faster mode, and then I think there is, and then, like, a random drop mode as well. Where it pushes everyone out randomly, I think, um, which is what H one Z one does. I think. Yeah. I think I heard something about that. Mm-hmm. So. That's cool. You should, you should write us. Just write an email. Do it. Yeah. Suggest it. Write it. Nah. To them. It'll be your thing. They won't listen. No. All right. They're too so, busy fixing stuff. Probably. <laughs> uh, there's what we have been playing. Yeah. Uh, again, if you're listening on the iTunes, I tell you every week. Like us, rate us, review us, all that stuff. Didn't we get a review? We did, and I told him I'd send him a sticker, and I haven't yet, and I feel terrible. I was so busy Ah. this weekend, and I've been so busy this week. Right, yeah, because I saw the the message. Yeah, so I'll I'll do that. I'll do that. Yeah. So, Um, so yeah, just uh, like us and rate us and review us and all that fun stuff, and if we get a review from you, you will get eventually... Something from us. (laughs) Um, And also, don't forget, we are an official Humble Bundle partner. So if you go to our website, bitemepodcast.com slash humble, you can see all the offerings from the Humble Bundle. It's it's a little slow right now, especially for games, but uh, we'll talk about Humble Bundle Monthly oh, for yeah. next month. It's good. So, but yeah, just definitely check it out because there's all they're always letting us know what they've got. Although they are, there's an extra life thing happening, and I meant to extra life bundles or something. But I don't think there's a bundle, but like extra life is there. Uh, who's getting donations all month? Oh, that's, that's what cool. I think. Okay. And extra life that's is cool. an awesome charity that we support. So, so yeah, so definitely do that. Help us out and help some charity out. Super awesome. Okay, what's next? News. Every once in a while, I'm just not sure if he's going to say it or not. Oh, I'm ready. My body is ready. It's that pregnant pause. Oh, thankfully, that's the only thing in the room that's pregnant. <laughs> um, okay, so let's get into the news. And I don't know why this is a big deal because I was never, I've never played a Diablo game. And see, that was actually my question. So, the did you guys see the the tease for it? No, it was very clever. It was a, a Diablo, like a devil head, like Diablo mm-hmm. nightlight. It was plugged in, and they flipped the switch on and off. Uh, okay, right. So it's clever, <laughs> That's smart, and so, and that was actually my question. Have you played Diablo, Dylan? Not really. No. Yeah. So I don't know what it's like. So it's a. Uh, I mean, if you've never played Diablo, it's Up, hard. Down hack and slash I looting. Torchlight. Oh, so you played Torchlight, so you know okay. what Diablo's like. Thing. Then, okay. generally speaking. Um, yeah, you know, isometric, top-down perspective is... Like um, Baldur's Gate? No, well, I mean, except that it's it's an action RPG, so it's way more hack and slash and okay. not as turn-based RPG-ish. So, okay. I mean, really, it's, you know, you've got the storyline, you're in a dungeon, and you're just crushing things with axes and swords and spells and, you know, like you can raise, depending on what you are, like I always played a necromancer so I could like raise the dead to fight for Ooh, me. I like and, this game more now. Yeah, you know, and it has some really... My, I think last time we played it, my kid played as a... Uh, I don't remember what it was, but he could throw like a jar of spiders at people. Like there was, there's some cool. I know some people I would love to do right? that too in real life. Not so that was lying. my question. Like I'm super, I've bought this game, uh, just Diablo 3. I owned it on the Xbox 360. I rebought it on the Xbox One and I own it on the PC. And I really like it, but I've only ever played through like the first chapter. And I'm like, oh, sweet. Maybe 
maybe, maybe the I'll, switch I'll is my time again, to shine. Yeah. You know, like maybe I'll actually play it on that because um, it's super fun. And that was my question: is it, is it a game you think that you'd be more willing to pick up on the Switch? Assuming the port's good, which mm-hmm. you know, who knows? Um, but it plays great on the Xbox, so I could I could really see how it could be a good Switch port. Is it something that would would you'd be interested in trying, having never played it before? I think I would just because of the type of game that it is. I feel like those those isometric mm-hmm. isometric top down kind of games play really really well on a right? handheld screen. I could just see it being the. That's why I really like the the Tomb Raider Go. Yeah, or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. Just, Or there was even another Tomb Raider game that was a little more actiony. Yep. Um, and I can't remember what that one was. Temple of Light or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, the Osiris. Uh, Osiris. Osiris. Yeah, yeah, one of those. I loved those games. Yeah, and it was it was really great. It was easy to get into, but I really liked having that kind of bird's eye view. It'd be great on the, on the smaller Switch. screen because you could see everything. Yeah. See Is that on the Switch? No, no, that's not on the yeah, Switch. Yeah. But it was on mobile device. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I played so. it on the PC. But yeah, no. To me, Diablo would be. Just about perfect on the Switch, especially, I don't know if there'll be multiplayer or not, but it would be a great multiplayer game, too. Mm-hmm. But I could just see, like, that loop working really well. Because, I mean, the loop in that game is essentially kill a bunch of things, take all their stuff, go back to town, sell all their stuff, kill more things so you can get better stuff. You know, right. I mean, it's, it's just this, it's a loot loop game. Um, I don't know how you just said that without stuttering. I know, right? <laughs> um, but it's also one of those games, too, where you'll, you know, you beat it on easy and then you beat it again on hard and then you beat it again on nightmare. You know, it's, it's really one of those games that you just keep playing and they've got seasons. Like, I don't know how the seasons work, but there's seasons in Diablo now. So huh. I'm, I'm kind of yeah. interested to see it on, on uh switch. So yeah. we'll see, I guess I have a copy on Xbox one. I just haven't got around to playing it yet. <gasps> and then I came to the, like, I was wondering like, okay, I have a PC now. Is it better to play it on PC? And now it's going to be on switch. And I'm like, Maybe that's what I want to do because maybe this is the thing I would actually play more on the go I would or something. Almost argue that it's better on the Xbox than the yeah. PC. I don't. They're both really good. Um, they both have their, yeah. you know, their kind of yeah. pluses and minuses. But it's just, I think it's a really fun game. A lot of people weren't super jonesed about Diablo three. They they really remembered liking Diablo two better. And, and Torchlight's a great game too. So I think there's a lot of of whatever around that game. But I really, really, really liked that. I love those kind of games. I was dungeon a big dungeon. Kind of, I'm yeah. going to try it on the Switch. I was a huge Dungeon Siege I'd fan, too. They're, they're all good. So I just cool. need to get my crap together. And, and do, do we it. have any no no clue on when that might no, happen? It's just I, a rumor right I, now? I, you know, okay. I think it's kind think of like it one of those like, though, right? sort of confirmed rumors. Right. So we'll they're see. They're saying it's going to happen. Just my guess is it's going to be fast, though. I can't imagine that's something they're going to like. If it's if it's even like a hey we're holding on this until E3. If they do, to me, it's going to be like an early August release mm-hmm. um, or it'll release before yeah. them. So. Well, it's, it's a, to me, those kind of things you need to strike with Iron's Hot, right? You don't want to tease it and then have it released in two years because well, people are going to stop caring. And the reality is that Diablo Three is at this point, I think, a five year old game. Exactly. So it's so, like if you you want to generate the interest right away, okay, it's going to be on Switch. Okay, yeah. now it's out. Okay, people buy it and now. People stopped playing it. Well, when at least like, they bought it. It's so. like the whole Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah, like they talked about that how many years ago? Oh, like yeah. confirmed it how and many talk years to me ago? About Kingdom Hearts yeah. three. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Right. Like they, and so Kingdom Hearts three though. Like for whatever reason, people are still really like well, I'm really, really, really excited, excited about it. About it. Still. People, I mean, those they're, they're going to get hot whenever they come out. Yeah. But yeah, people have kind of stopped caring yeah. at some point, and then they'll be like, okay, they're whenever like, oh, it comes out, I'll, I'll care. But yeah, stop counting my days. Yeah. Um. So our next story, um, our so. next story gives inside a whole new meaning, according to uh, the article on IGN. Can you? So okay, I'm going to read this. I'm going to read this. Yes. And I don't. Uh, yeah, this is fine. Okay. <laughs> Should I warn about what I'm saying? So the next section may have, it may have some, some slight adult yeah. themes, and I don't know what we're going to say about it yet, but. 
I also find it funny that the developer's <laughs> name's Playdead, right? Yeah, I think that this game, all, this, I don't know. This this uh, this may also, in my opinion, have some slight inside spoilers. Yeah. If you haven't played Inside of this, there's nothing, there's nothing so really to spoil in that game. You don't you're know what gonna happens. You're still going to scratch your head at the end, yeah, but you're, you're going to like go, huh? every second of All it. Right, so. All right, so Limbo and Inside developers have partnered with a sex doll manufacturer yes. for a new $375 special edition of Inside? Something. Of something? Yeah. I assume oh, okay. the game's going to be Inside, whatever they, they that is. have set... No, I don't think so. <laughs> so it'll include we do know. So so they've partnered with Real Doll, the people that make those very very realistic um, adult entertainment, or they just might be companion, companion dolls. Companion um, dolls, yeah. Have you ever seen Lars and the Real it's, Doll? Yes. Yeah, no, I see have Lars. not. It's everyone so who's good. everyone should go watch Lars and the Real Doll. It's, it's so really great. Good. But anyway, Joaquin Phoenix. I don't know. Uh, it's no. Ryan Gosling. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan Gosling. Gosling. Great, great. A lot movie. of tacky sweaters. It's great. Yeah. Anyway, so they make very realistic dolls for yes. real. Yeah. Anyway. For adult they, companionship. And so um, they have told that it is $300 special, $375 special edition box. Mm. You'll get the PlayStation 4 version of Inside and Steam keys for both Inside and Limbo and other stuff. Also, like, what is that? Also, they've said that it's heavy. And so you're going to need to pay a bunch for shipping. $375. My theory is, is okay. what you're getting is a realistic blob. flesh-like blob. So the blob that you turn into at the end that's all heads and, and legs and shoulders and stuff, you're getting one of those. That creepy-ass For blob. what reason? Or do we need to speculate? No, no. I don't think it's – and that's my thing. Is I think that this is all – the reason they've partnered with Real Doll is because they know real. how to make really, really realistic – it's going to feel so just like one of those. It's going to feel like people. Things. Yeah, but what if they also make it to where the arms and the things are all wonking oh, around? Oh, yeah, them? that's oh, what yeah. I'm saying. No, they're, that would be weird. They're, they're partnering with them because they know how to make yeah. realistic right. feeling and looking skin. No. <laughs> and they probably got a better deal than like the high end prosthetic like yeah. movie yeah, people. That's my theory. There's, cool. nothing, there's nothing weird about this yeah. except that it's a giant squirming ball of I mean, body parts. The weirdest thing is they were incredibly vague about it in the wrong. Like this yeah. is the worst place you could be really vague about it. No, because, I think it's the exact <laughs> right place to be really vague about because everyone's like, "Oh, they're making something dirty," and I don't think they're making like, they're something not, dirty at all. But, but like, man, you're letting the imaginations run wild. Oh. Anyway, two two points about this. I asked my wife, and she said, "I can't buy one." Why? I can buy one for you. Well, because it's four hundred dollars would be my guess. <laughs> Why don't we all we go also in on don't, it together? And, we, and so that's my thing. I think we need to start a GoFundMe so we yeah. can unbox one of these things, and then it can live. Like Adam's got a big window into his room. Which I've just, got stuff. Yeah, like, it'll like, just yeah. live right there. Is that real? Uh huh. <laughs> and then I'll like if if it is what we think it is, and then I'll like be able to control it from my front and make the hands, and <laughs> or just send it rolling down the hall oh into our GM's office. Blah. Do you think we could make four hundred dollars on a GoFundMe for a oh. creepy inside? It feels just yeah, yeah, like yeah. a butt. Help, <laughs> help us scare our boss. Anyway, I, I'm I'm super excited and horrified at this all together. Yeah, I, mm, mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, on to uh, other things that are yeah. Creepy. And wait, do we have an idea? When is that happening? I, I think it's coming out in early 2019. Okay, but yeah, I wait think that they go on for it. Yeah, Man. they go on sale real soon though. Um, tomorrow, actually. But they're not going to tell you what's in it. No, you. 
Oh, man. Now I'm real Well, curious. no, actually, it says, let's see, it goes on sale March 8th, and it won't be available. Oh, okay. So so, so it's, it goes on sale tomorrow, and it will, in theory, be uh, you only be able to pre-buy it through June 8th, and I think it's coming next year. Yeah, shipping is... Q1 2019. Yeah, And they're not going to tell you... Oh, okay. No. Well, now I'm curious. Now I might have to go blow a lot of money on something. (laughs) Uh, All right. Onward and upward. Up next, South Park, the Fractured Butt Hole has a new DLC announced and release date is announced as well. And it's... What is it? From Dust Till Casa Bonita? (laughs) Combines two of my favorite things, which is From Dust Till Dawn and the Casa Bonita episode of South Park. The Casa Bonita episode. I I wanted to go there so bad. Apparently it closed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good, 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 good. (laughs) I'm very excited. I'm going to have to get my game back from Cliff. Hopefully he plays it before then. We'll see. It's my... my, uh, Kevin pulled the disc out of the PS4, the last game that I played, which was South Park. (laughs) So let's see. Available March 20th. I probably won't beat it by then. I'll give it back to you, and then you can get back to it when you're done. So uh, the content's going to be available on the 20th, like Cliff just said, uh, across all the platforms, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. It's priced at 12 bucks, and it's going to have a new story campaign and a new superhero class. Nice. And you bought you bought the, the season pass for that, right? Mm, maybe. I, I know I did. I want to say you did because it was like a year and a half ago when you did it. Oh, yeah, because I bought yeah. it, and they were like, it's coming out in March. Yeah, and then, yeah, nope, yeah. it's coming out in a year. Yeah. Great. Um, but anyway, the vamp kids of South Park take over. Um, Which I Casamanita. love. Those. I love oh. So it's just oh, like what? from dusk till dawn. I mean, you got the roadhouse taken uh-huh. over by vampires. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I love the, the goth kid who always does the hair flip. The hair flip. That's my favorite thing in the entire <laughs> world. Am I? Yeah. No, I can't do his voice. <laughs> you also I, can't do his hair flip. <laughs> I know. Well, I don't have enough hair. Um, so, uh, yeah, the, the, the new class is called Netherborn. Um, there's going to be. Four new occult powers that come along with that. Ooh. That'll be it's fun. It's going to be good. It's yeah, be I'll have good. To, now I have to go back that. and look at my pre-order that I did two years ago. <laughs> and uh, I, The, the pre-order for that got. was well before we started doing this podcast. I, I, I think we were talking about doing the podcast. I know, and I was I, all, I'm going to do this I know thing. why we haven't. I, because it was the thing, like, I remember very distinctly, like, probably before Dylan worked here, like, Adam one day wore, like, a Fallout 4 shirt to work. I'm like... I think Adam likes video games because <laughs> like I knew you, but yeah, yeah. not real well. I'm like, and we started like idly chit chatting about video games in the hall. And, and right. one day I remember you like, I just pre-ordered a bunch of video games and it was probably two or three months before we started doing this. And yeah. I remember telling when Dylan started, I'm like, dude, we should do a video game podcast. I, Cause I knew he liked video games. Cause we share an office. We talked about that stuff all the time. I'm like, I think Adam does too. Maybe a little. And bit. Adam knows how to record things. Right. And, I, and then I can do the, the soundy stuff. It'd be real easy if we can get him in. Right. right? <laughs> All right. Up next, we are going to uh, go into this little topic here. Do we have uh, to do a politics warning here? Um, so I, I mean, will I try and stay non political. I'll try and keep it non political, too. Obviously, I'm very outspoken. Yeah. I've got a big freaking mouth. <laughs> we'll try. Yeah. Um, so I the- say words. <laughs> <laughs> The ESA, the Entertainment Software Association, uh, has confirmed that they uh, received an invitation to meet with President Trump to have a fact-based conversation about video game violence. So, oh, the jokes uh, I want to make, right? Okay. So, um, problem number one: <laughs> study after study after study after study after study, starting with I don't know Columbine twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. Have said like even earlier than that. I want to say the first like some of the first studies were done yeah. in the early nineties. There's people were no out. ties between 
real life people shooting other people and video games. There's they've never been able to make any any correlation between the two and video games are not murder death simulators like <laughs> seriously and if anything i know that there was one study i think it was done in 2016 that showed playing video games and or including violent video games actually lowered the chances of oh, somebody becoming violent I because i mean think about that. like i am the world's biggest pacifist yeah um, in i mean in the entire world, and I adore. I'll yell at somebody when they're finally a block yeah. away and don't know who's screaming. Yeah, but I adore <laughs> violent video games because that is a release for me. It's yeah. a thing it's that an I escape. use. Yeah, it's... I escape. I de-stress. I, you know, that's how I get those things out of my system, as opposed to other less productive ways of doing it. You know, um, illegal ways. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, this is just this is just so dumb. And it's, it's really dumb. It's, and I mean, it's equally dumb because President Trump. Announced this thing like I think last week, and like I'm going to meet with top people from the video game industry, and the ESA was like, "What? Well, hey, that's that's us." <laughs> and can we get you people we, to talk to our people? We, we'd like to be there, please. Right. And and then like I mean, this meeting is I think what this Thursday or this Friday. Yeah. It's Thursday, March eighth. So yeah. it comes. So they if you're got, listening to this podcast release day, they're talking about. It. They got it's, invited like Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know. Like, oh, thanks for the invite. Well, uh, we'll move our lunch. <laughs> right. But I mean, this is this is just another this is another layer of distraction from what actually causes people to shoot up Seriously. schools. You know? And so the ESA actually released a statement confirming that the attendance uh, to the meeting is happening on Thursday, March eighth. And their statement said, "Video games are enjoyed around the world, and numerous authorities and reputable scientific studies have found no connection between games and real life violence." Like all Americans, we're deeply concerned about the level of gun violence in the U.S., obviously. Uh, video games are plainly not the issue. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. I mean, I mean it's you don't, you don't go – you don't hear about kids who go to the new Friday the 13th movie and then turn around and put on a hockey right, mask yeah. and go chop up campers yeah. at a lake. And if well, it ever happens, it's – it is one. It is a one yeah. thing. Yeah. And – was that really the cause? Yeah. Like, be honest. Like, is that really what was wrong? Yeah. Was they no. watched a movie or they played a video? Game? No. 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 Um, no, it wasn't. It, uh, the, the other interesting thing I found about this is it was interesting to me because I just didn't know this person existed. Apparently, Donald Trump has a brother. Um, which blows my yeah, which mind. No when you told about. me that I'm I, all, I don't know the dude's eh? name. Um, Daffy but, Trump? Yeah, sure. I think it's actually Robert, I want to say, but I could be very, very wrong about that. Um and his brother actually sits on the board of ZeniMax, who is the parent company of Bethesda. So, like, he's, interesting. Yeah, yeah, he's got family in the video game business. I don't know what um, that means, but we'll yeah, find out probably. Yeah. Maybe. So, like I said, this is just dumb. Um, it is dumb. Video games don't kill people. Guns I mean, kill people. So, anyway, I guess if you want to argue about guns and video games, guns kill people. Slash people kill people. Let's, <laughs> I mean, let, uh, people, let's absolutely people be fair. With it's true. Guns people with guns kill people. people with guns. <laughs> yeah. There it is. People with guns that's kill the, people. That's without the only guns. true statement I think can be made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can come to that's our Discord true. and argue with me about yeah. guns. It'll be fun. Um, and just to get a singer in there, I just want to point out. I think it's hilarious. The president is trying to have a fact-based conversation for the first time ever. <laughs> anyway, all right, moving on. Um, Battlefield Five. <laughs> I didn't know there were two, three, and four. Yeah, well, I mean, Battlefield's a weird. I mean, when they renamed Battlefield Battlefield One, it was strange, anyways, because I don't know. There's what nine games before this. I mean, they've been making Battlefield yeah. games since the late '90s, probably. It was on the PS1, wasn't it? I got a thing. So wow. 
Anyway, um, apparently this year's Battlefield game is a sequel to last year's Battlefield 1 will um, be called Battlefield 5. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. What? <laughs> Anyway, what? Um, but the cool thing about this game, like, is I, you know, whatever. Um, it's going to be set in uh, World War II, I believe. Um, which why didn't they just? Go, why did they call it Battlefield, Battlefield Two? Two. <laughs> yeah. Um, but hey, whatever. Um, but it's going to have like if you played Battlefield One, um, the single player mode, it had a lot of these little vignette games. Um, and so the single player was, hey, we're going to go drive a tank in. You know, England trench warfare stuff. And we're going to go do another thing in the African front. We're going to go do another thing in, you know, all these different little little vignettes um, mm-hmm. across the entire World War One conflict. And this is going to be the same, but um, you're going to be able to play them co-op, which I thought was really cool. Okay. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big co-op fan. And so being able to play through, you know, presumably four to six hours of these little vignettes. In uh, Battlefront Five, uh, you'll be able to do it co-op, which I think is is really cool. So uh, coming out later this year, sometime. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, yeah, I've never played a Battlefield game. I've never played a Call of Duty game. I've never played Battlefield One. Um, I played a little bit of the single player, and it didn't really grab me huge. But it's on my list of games to play. It's it's. Uh, I don't have any interest in playing the multiplayer, but the single player was was okay. Um, what I played so far was good. It just like it opens up with this this really really slow tank yeah. mission. Man, that, that really wasn't was, how I wanted to start the game. Well, the worst problem is I went from direct from Titanfall 2 to Battlefront 1. And so in Titanfall 2, I'm this bad, awesome, like fast-moving mech that I can jump in and out of. And he can do backflips and crush things to like the slowest tank you've ever been in in your entire <laughs> life. I'm the first tank ever. I yeah. am Thomas the Tank. <laughs> I think I can. It was rough. Oh. So Anyway, coming out soon. Uh, this cool. year, I'm sure they say they'll know no more at E3. Nice. All right, there's that. And, you know, and honestly, in this next story, like this next thing we're going to talk about, yeah, yeah. it. I think this is going to do more to help curb the violence that people think come from video games. I think this is where. Oh, yeah. This, this is where it, when people say, oh, the video game. Yep. This is where they should look. So Ubisoft wants to put an end to hate speech in Rainbow Six Siege. And I think that is awesome. Yeah, because you don't hear about a kid going to school with a gun or beating somebody up because he played a violent video game. Maybe it's because, it's because he got bullied he got, yeah, right. a lot. Exactly. So I think this is a really good thing. And, of course, that stuff's still going to happen, sadly. Yeah. Except we can we can help by eliminating words that just don't have a place in in – in the game, like I'm a proponent, like I'm all good with a little trash talk. Like it is fine to to like, I mean, talk a little game. Like that's fun. It, it's fun, and a lot of times you have good fun conversations that way. Like yeah. when I play Rainbow Six, like we can throw some funny insults back and forth, and we we're all having a good time. Like with the other team, with random strangers, like that's fun. But there's no need. There's certain things that just don't. They have no place in that conversation. I think that's the thing and is that's, you can trash talk all you want. I played, you know, before I played, I mean, not before I played video games, but, you know, you and I both played a ton of basketball. Right. It's part, and I it's, trash talked. Mm-hmm. Maybe you played basketball, too. I don't know. I never played basketball, but that's I okay. was really, really good at the tetherball. Perfect. I loved yeah, tetherball. Oh, that's love tetherball. The words were said on the yeah. tetherball court. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I played all of those games, and I played them very aggressively, and I played them very seriously, and we trash talk a lot. Yeah. But I never had to use the N-word, you yeah. know? like right. What was the point? It doesn't. I mean, and even in a situation where the word is even, I guess, usable, it's not necessary. Yeah. Like, like 
and and a lot of times what I'm saying now is those words are used completely out of context, and that's right, right, right. and that's where it be, it's become like I mean it's inappropriate no matter what, but it's like right. why are like what are these words even doing in this? And that's what kind of bothers me because it's one you don't know who's even saying it. Yeah, it could be someone who would you would think would be the ones offended by those words could be the ones using those yeah. words, right? And right. and that's what creates the trolling t- toxicity is. That we're just saying these words because we're getting a rise out of people, yeah. and it escalates out of control um, really, really fast that way. Because it it says, okay, people are using these words, so that's just a part of the culture. Well, and to me, uh, the the not Rainbow Six necessarily, because Rainbow Six is definitely an M rated game, but uh, like uh, Rocket League, to me, all the time I was running into stupid people just using racial slurs. Oh, yeah, even, and even when I tried the Star Wars awful, Battlefront, yeah, the original, like I would I would watch streams and I would yeah. hear like the language that. Not just people are using, but yeah. these are kids. These yeah. are 14, 15, 16-year-old and kids. I, and I think the thing is, is I would totally, I mean, I'd let my kid probably play Rainbow Six too, but whatever. Um, terrible thought. I probably shouldn't, but yeah. I would 100% let my kid play Rocket League, and I think any parent would 100% let their kid play Rocket League. There's you no, just don't go into that game. You don't go in letting your kid play a game like that, expecting your child to right? run into something like that. Yeah, yeah. in a game and you about shouldn't. vehicle Rocket soccer. cars. Yeah, you right. shouldn't <laughs> have to deal. You shouldn't have to deal it's with the people. most accessible game. Yeah, you shouldn't have to deal with these people saying awful things because I missed a goal. You yeah, know? like what? And one again, what does that help? Nothing. Yeah, like, and that's what, why I don't play a lot of online games. Yeah. All right, yeah, I, don't I like just, hearing that. I don't the like thing it. is, it's really not that bad all the time. No, and I. Like, the, I see bad stuff. And generally, I don't think it's really intended to be bad. There are people out there that are just trolls. Mm-hmm. And then there's people that I think just, they're just a little free with their mouths. But and I, think, I yeah. think you could also honestly say, though, that as, like, three white dudes, we probably face less of this kind of speech than if we were female and going on. And, and oh, absolutely. Like it, you know? oh, absolutely. And so, yeah, yeah. And, anyway. Ubisoft's exact language I really like, and they say that any language or content deemed illegal, dangerous, threatening, abusive, obscene, vulgar, defamatory, hateful, racist, sexist, eth- ethically offensive, or, con- or constituting harassment is forbidden. Mm-hmm. And that's great to me because that not only gets rid of you know racist stuff, but it also means that you know you're going to get banned if you say I'm going to kill you or I'm going right. to you know do any of these other yeah, horrible things that people say. Yeah, you're just being a Dick. But you know, right. depending on the severity of this issue being reported, you said soft said that bans can be made permanent. And mm-hmm. that to me and to me the other side of that is, is to me, if you're getting around those filters, like that was the thing about Rocket League, is you know, they they ban it so you couldn't say certain words. And so all of a sudden you'd see those words, but it was, you know, you know, letter, space, space, letter, yeah. space, space. That like, to me okay, actually clever. makes it worse. That's right. that's a ban to me. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you know like, that's a problem you know and you're you doing around just it. Slip yeah. out the F word, you it went out of your way to make it so you had to say that word. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, come on. We can get clever with our vac- vocabulary, right? I can call you a snotty turdmeister. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I think we need more, like, uh, like Shakespearean insults yeah. in video games. Like, Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. This to me is just, this is the right thing to do. It's smart. And like Dylan and I were talking about, I think it's only a matter of time until no one's going to have to report these things. They're going to use bots to check chat logs. Yeah. They're going to use bots to check live streams. And, you know, these people are going to be starting to get banned automatically. I think it's just a matter of time. Yeah, yeah. and I, 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 I had to laugh a little bit because we, uh, we were playing Rainbow Six after we had just kind of read this um, news article because uh, it was on their Steam page. So I noticed it right when I booted up the game and then uh, chatting with the guys that we're playing with and we we're just talking about it. And like, oh, yeah, this is blah, blah, blah. But... We're literally in a game with two people with their usernames being 
inappropriate. <laughs> and it, it, you just had to laugh. You're like, but why is your name even that? Yeah. And how is that even allowed? Yeah. Like, because yeah. I know, how like, do they, how do you get screen names like that when you you can't I, even type a sentence like that? And and what's kind of funny, and of course it's. It's hard to say, like, I mean, I know how many words you would have to block to, to actually yeah. block every bad slur right. out there or whatever. Oh, it's, because it's, it's like, impossibility. Uh, it's, yeah, it's just not possible. But I also remember, like, in the old days, like, when the whole, like, Raptor Jesus was a thing or something, yeah. and you, were, you would, like, make gamer tags. You would, like, put that in, right? And it would get—it was banned, like, because you couldn't use Jesus. Like, that's a banned word in a lot of usernames. Really? Like, you can't be Jesus, I think, um, in a lot of cases— um, what if my name's Jesus? Right, and that sucks for Jesus. I'm, I'm serious. Like, it kind of does suck. But um, don't tell Mike Pence he can't be Jesus. But it's like how how do you block out like these words over here, but you don't catch this over here? And I know it's it's hard. It's yeah. just it's people a, are gonna it's do a it. battle. But I I think this is a great step in the right direction. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like yeah. why why is your name even that? Why do you have to be that person? <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know. You're dumb. You know what? I'm not gonna lie. Like in IRL, I'm sometimes that person. Nah. So I just like you're fine. Adam. I just like. Getting attention. We like you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like, like riling people fine. up just as much as anyone. But, but you, like, you, you, I can do it in such a more creative way right, than resorting to language like yeah, that. Right. Like, what's the point? And yeah. the thing is, it's, it's like so stupid. And like, I don't really care much about words. Like, I wish we were in a world where we could use whatever word we wanted to any other time. But it's like, I know people out there, and I don't use that language because I respect those people. Yeah. It's not so much that I think that word is off limits in our vernacular or whatever. It's just. Like, I have respect for those people, and if they don't like that, yeah. can I, I that. can respect that. Yeah. Whether I think that word should be banned or not, because I don't, but it's not about me all the time. It's just, right. it's about it's about those people I care about, and if that makes their world a little Holy better. Holy crap, you're saying that you have empathy? No. What's that like? I don't, actually. <laughs> I think we all grow up. But, is my head exploding? But that's, that's the next step after we can all get along, is then we can decide, okay, we can all... We can all just be free in our ways and accept each other for that. That would be lovely. But good luck. All right. Moving on. Mario is officially a plumber again. This is so goofy. I don't even know. I didn't know he wasn't a plumber. So apparently a couple months ago they posted the official Mario bio on uh, the Japanese Nintendo site. And it was translated as all around sporty. Whether it's tennis or baseball, soccer or car racing, he does everything cool. As a matter of fact, he also seems to have worked as a plumber a long time ago. The implication being, of course, that Mario is no longer a plumber. And apparently that was enough to make for a giant public whoa, outcry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Did he if quit I'd his have, day job? If I would have read that, I would have been upset. Yeah. So they have changed it now. Really. Uh, you know, same thing. He can uh, look cool doing it. His occupation is plumber. But, but wait. <laughs> but however. If he. Okay. I'll His let, activities I'll... don't stop there. He loves Princess Peach. If she is ever in trouble, he will go to help her no matter what. He will drop whatever he is doing if she needs help. Literally, no matter what time it is, he will go to help her. Like, what if he's in the middle of fixing Bowser's toilet after Bowser, like, went out on a bender and got Taco Bell? I mean, the good news is he's already there, so. uh, Yeah, but, like, I mean, what if this was one of those weird random Mario games where Princess Peach got kidnapped by somebody else? I mean, he's rescued Princess Peach a bunch of times. Have they not, like— made this official does he not have like princess peach money now does he really still need to be a plumber that's what i'm oh, that's yeah, what i'm thinking right? i have a few thoughts on this and that's one of them is like if you dropped your day job to go rescue the princess and succeeded and you're going back to work someone's not treating you right maybe maybe he just really likes plumbing maybe Unless it's like he was his rewarded in a different way 
maybe maybe it's more just like uh, I, I'm not gonna go. Maybe there. he just really enjoys plumbing. You know, like if I if I won a million dollars, like I don't I don't think I'd do the same thing I do right. every. I, well, a million dollars isn't really. Yeah, a million dollars. That's a lot like of money, but that's not like retirement money. If I won five million dollars, like I would never technically have to work again, but I'd probably still do some of the same stuff I do. I like it. I would try to generate income in my own home, though. Yeah. I wouldn't. Oh, yeah, I no, wouldn't no, no. go to, I'm not saying, to an office. I'm not saying that, but if you're a plumber, you can't like you can't plumb at home. Yeah, you can. I do it, but you're not getting paid for it. No, but I'm still. Oh, you know, oh, so you so well, I mean, at some point in time, I think you've done all the plumbing you can do at your house. Yeah, yeah. Unless you just periodically have parties at your house where you tell everybody, "Hey, throw the paper towels in the toilet." <laughs> yeah. Fix my buddy's toilet. That's once. flushable. That's what. Yeah, I was right. like, I think I know how to fix that. This, aloe plant I, over there it. totally is going to flush. Um, <laughs> my other thought is, I feel like there's a lot of movies that start this way. I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> oh like, I, man. I get, yeah, I don't. So, 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 do you think he should still be a plumber? Should he still be identified as a plumber in occupation? Well, I don't. I mean, just because you stop doing something doesn't mean you're not anymore. But I'm saying, in occupation, in his occupation, is he a plumber? I would hope not. He, he rescued the princess. What are you doing, bro? <laughs> Take the day off. Take the day off. Like, what are you doing, well, there you bro? go. So, if anybody else read that, that I mean, let's translated be honest, though, like, I didn't. He spends so much time rescuing the princess. He probably didn't have a lot of time. He for plumbing. Have a lot of time to plumb, yeah. unless he's plumbing along the way. I mean, maybe that's what he was doing in Mario. Is Odyssey it weird that downtime. there's a lot of pipes in that game too? Like, <laughs> maybe that's why he has. Maybe it's not are those is. his. Like, are those his own like transportation devices? Like, magic plumber? The questions. The questions. How those are know? big pipes too. Uh, I don't know. Well, anyway. there's all your news. And speaking of questions, that's what we're up to. Mm, I know, right? We, we got, got a lot of them. Few and well, we got yeah. <laughs> we These got a couple. Are, they're real big. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna do it. We're Someone gonna start got on a little tirade. That's yeah, fine. We, I might use his short and truncated version. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. uh, who do we start with? Who? Who? Mm-hmm. Hey, yo, Vinny. Oh, that mm-hmm. guy. He's all trapped in the snow over there. <laughs> there's a lot of snow on the East Coast right now. Oh, like a huge know. snowstorm, like yeah, oh, feet yeah. of snow. Yeah, big, all our, of all snow. our best friends are snowed in, and we're entertaining them. That's like, our goal right, right now, to, to brighten their day, because it's bright enough because <laughs> the sun's reflecting off of all that snow. And well, probably overexposing their eyeballs. Um, Wear sunglasses. One brief moment before we get into yeah, Vinny. Yeah. My kid's watching the stream. He wants me to let you know that he likes your hat, Dylan, and he likes your shirt, Adam. Oh, thanks. <laughs> he likes the color orange a lot, so he likes his hat. You anyway. might just have to get him one. <laughs> I didn't say that out loud. No. When's his birthday? Please continue. Oh, okay. you just... All right. So Vinny's... Uh, okay. Vinny says you have the opportunity to get one game of your choosing to be made into a completely narrative game, like a walking sim. <laughs> what game or series would you, want it to be ba- ba- would you want it to be based off of? It doesn't need to be the same story as the game. It could possibly be a sequel or a prequel. Uh, so what's that narrative game about? Mm. I would really like, and I guess I kind of subconsciously thought of this after reading that because of the previous news story. I think a walking sim of Inside oh. would be really good. And I don't want to have to get through any weird puzzles. I don't want to have to do any weird anything. That game is just so environmentally gorgeous. Yeah. I think it would be really great to do an inside walking sim kind of the way they did like Edith Finch or or, uh, Gone Home. Yeah, yeah, Something like that. So I I was playing uh, Dear Esther last night, which is a walking sim, and I fell asleep twice. Um, Not because it's boring, because I'm tired. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) That's just an aside. Um, Man, best best game I'd like to turn into a walking sim. 
Um, I I think uh, Bioshock. Like that game is oh, so environmentally yeah. gorgeous. I would love to be able to just like spread out and explore that game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I mean, a walking sim doesn't mean that it can't have puzzles. It doesn't mean it can't have things, things but they're just yeah. usually environmental puzzles as opposed to killing things with a, you know, some sort of gun that shoots Getting rivets. taken down by some random dog. Or some giant, you know, what are those the things? Big daddies. Big daddies. The big daddies, yeah. yeah. Something with a drill hand. Right, or the little sisters. Yeah. But that game was so cool looking. I would mm-hmm. love to just be able to and like. You know, that game, though, it's, it's, if you took the actual shooting out of that game, it could very well easily be made into well, a walking it, sim just right off I've the bat. It kind of is. I was listening yeah, to um, the Waypoint the... podcast, and they were talking about that the other day, that that, that game is, is kind of an immersive sim just with shooting. Yeah, you know? a lot um, of it, a lot of creepy, fast yeah, But I think that you can make things. a really cool, like, I mean, set, set a walking sim in that before your dude shows up and starts screwing up. Maybe, right, maybe you're a splicer. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Splicers? You know? Like when it was kind of in its prime. Yeah, like before like wouldn't the, it be cool before to Before the that? fall, like you're kind of existing in that world. Yep. Kind of like I'm thinking Bioshock Infinite too. Like you're up in the clouds. Like yeah. just being a citizen of that city, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of. It could be a fun game. Doing your day It could definitely be stuff. a fun game. Yeah. I like it. For you, what game would you do? What would you do? Um, that's kind of what I was thinking too, but maybe even something like... I don't know, it might be interesting to even go to like something like Grand Theft Auto where take yourself out of the shoes of the criminal and just be a, like a, just somebody a in that citizen. town where you're just like, what the is going think- on? Like these crazy people and like all the wackos, but you're just like the ordinary person kind of existing in that town. I think the thing about GTA 2 is that, that game is so ridiculously detailed right. and you don't see you don't 90% to, of it. You don't because get to appreciate You don't walk around in that game very much. I mean, I think it's that's probably my biggest complaint about GTA 5 is that game feels like a 360 game. It walks like a 360 game, yeah. uh, which is not a compliment. And so you spend most of that game either janky walking around, but most of you spend in a car. Like how cool would it be to actually see the details that are in that right. game. Yeah, I wanted to be a little bit closer. So, may, like, they, I really actually enjoyed the first person view in that game yep. just for to see the world from a little bit different angle. Yeah. But yeah, push in a little bit and more intimate. So, however, that is incorporating quests to actually move around How the cool city. Would that or, be? Like, I'd love, I'd love that um, idea. So, I mean, go into what? What's those restaurants called? The, uh, from the oh, game? Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't they have, remember. I mean, that. they all have funny, yeah. provocative names. Yeah. But I think it could be a lot of fun. To just see the, I mean, walk into the, the burger joint and, like, have a weird experience there where someone comes in and mugs them and you're like, yeah. like what? Yeah. Like, you follow that person. I, I think or, that game would be perfect because, I mean, especially too, when you think about, um, when you like listen to the radio, like the radio in that game is very much a oh my god, these things happen. How cool would it like, be to experience what, what Michael and Trevor and Franklin are doing, but in game? So yeah. these things are happening around you, and you're just like, what is going right. on with this they're city? Yeah. yeah, like you go over a bridge as it's just being blocked off for this crazy event, and you see these people dive off into the water, yeah. or whatever it is. And I was like, I'm kind of thinking about that, and I'm like wondering, LA Noir is kind of like that yeah. in a sense where. It, mm-hmm. It's very removed from like super action all the time. Like, of course, there's some action sequences, but a lot of it's that that talking. There's not yeah. a level of detail like Grand Theft Auto, but I mean, I think some of those elements could to come in where a lot of it's dialogue driven. And, yeah. But in a more detailed world like Grand Theft Auto, where more zaniness is yeah. going on, and you're you're definitely um, 
a bystander to that. That's nice. cool. That's a good idea. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Vinny, for that. Up next, Joe Coleslaw. Hey, guys, with another attack on video games coming from the media weeks ago. Uh, he had a question in the what if category. If there were more regulations laid down before violent video games in a mature category, how would that affect availability of these games in the market? How would it affect developers in choosing what games to produce in the long arms of the law or if they're coming to strike? And do you think that there could be specific stores that would have these games available with a mandatory ID clause, written contract specifying that you're not purchasing for a minor, and acknowledging that this is a video game simulation and it does not reflect anything upon real life? Let's paraphrase that for me. So what he's saying is, uh, is let's say that in some horrible alternate world, mm. they actually say like video games are, you know, I mean, and, and the thing is, is it's not really that alternate world. It could very alternate. much happen that, you know, a bunch of people want to use video games as a scapegoat and say video games are causing this problem or violent movies are causing this problem or both these things are causing a problem. Violence in media, let's say. What would happen? And to me, like there's, there's two very good examples that, that show what a problem this would be mm-hmm. is one is Australia. Um, which has, up until very recently, they actually just very, very recently relaxed these laws where most games that got released in Australia had to be heavily censored to be released there. Mm-hmm. Um, they cut out a lot of stuff. Um, and it arguably made the games worse. It made games more expensive. It made So some games just didn't get released in Australia. Um, the other example would be Germany. In Germany, it's illegal to... Um, show Nazi paraphernalia, Nazi propaganda, Nazi stuff. So, like, Wolfenstein was released there. You're not fighting the Nazis. You're fighting generic soldiers. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they can't have swastikas. They can't have any of that stuff. And so, you know, I mean, I understand why they do that. Right. But that arguably makes Wolfenstein worse. It's 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 just kind of silly. Yeah. Right. Right. It's, just um, not, it's not even the game. Like, but so it's clearly so, it's possible for this to happen here. In countries. And so it's a problem. Yeah. But the other example would be AO rated games, um, which is so, you know, there's there's, you know, teen rated games, there's mature rated games and then there's AO, which is adults only. And um, those don't even get released. Yeah, it's basically. the equivalent of an yeah. NC-17 rated movie. But the difference is, is there is no retailer in the United States that will carry an okay, AO rated okay. game, including Steam. Like Steam will not sell. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, Steam will not sell those games. They are very, very, very... Um, there's a lot of things they will not carry. A lot of like uh, Japanese adult games mm-hmm. just do not come to Steam without either being heavily censored or they just don't come. Um, I laughed inside. Yeah, and and so you know, to me, like this is a huge problem because n- no, they're never going to make stores. No store wants to take the responsibility for making sure that someone's an adult or that they have ID right. or, you know, right. it, it just, it, I don't think it would happen. I think they would literally stop selling those games before so, they So would. do you think that if, if it came down to it and they had to be like, okay, you, yeah. you have to show us your ID, you have to sign this thing saying it's not for a kid. Yeah. And I mean, the, the reality would... is, is most stores already make you show ID to buy M-rated games. Right. And so I don't. I think that if it was, if, if they took it above that, if they made it like well, it's M like... plus or M you know, for violence. No, I think that I think I think stores would just not carry it. It's not worth because you have to assume that in that case, it's not the ESRB rates games as a self-regulation within the industry. And they do it because mm-hmm. they don't want Congress or whoever to say to make broader rules about it. And so to me, the ESRB is not going to 
make this other rating. It's going to uh-huh. be someone saying these games are different. Um, and and there's consequences to these games being different. I don't think a retail front is going to take that risk, you know, because because there'll be consequences. It's like it's like selling booze or selling cigarettes. Like they do it because the market for that is so big. It's mm-hmm. way bigger. I mean, more people want to buy beer than want to buy video games, and oh, so yeah. they're willing to take that risk. Right. I and and the consequences aren't. Huge. It's usually user license. It's you know users whatever. So I don't think that that for something that you know even video games are big, but they're right. they're comparatively small. I don't think that they'd be willing to take that risk. I don't know. I mean, let's, I, yeah, I don't. Let's I, just hope it doesn't come to I that. I really, really hope that we right. don't have to be having this actual discussion Good a year from Lord. now. Lord, the fact that we've had. I mean, we had this discussion what once every year for the last twenty twenty five years. It's just ridiculous. Uh. Anyway. Yeah. All right. There you go. Thank you, Joel Coleslaw. All right. Moving on to the man sucks. I'm just going to do it. What's your favorite Sierra game? Quest for Glory? King's Quest? Space Quest? Police Quest? Larry Quest? Larry Um, Quest? I don't even know. Um, If you could play any Sierra game, what has been your favorite adventure game in that vein? The question more easily is, what's your favorite classic point-and-click adventure game? Uh, for Man Socks, he loves Space Quest 1, Quest for Glory. Th- they love that word, quest, man. Yeah. Uh, Day of the Tentacle, Full Throttle, and a huge mention to Grim Fandango. Yeah. 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 Have you guys, were you big point-and-click adventure gamers? So I tried when I was younger. I remember when King's Quest came out, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so realistic. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I kind of got into that, but yeah. then I got real confused because yeah. I was a really dumb kid. No, I I don't think so. Um, I, Dylan? I tried to play Day of the Tentacle like a couple months ago and couldn't. Yeah. Like it was unplayable to me. I'm going to try Thimbleweed Park as something that's more modern yeah. to try to give that a try. But other than that, I don't think this is something that I can play. And I think that's exactly the answer I'd have is I played tons of these games when I was a kid and they were just obtuse. You know, mm-hmm. they, 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 they created puzzles by making puzzles so hard that you, you know, you eventually get to the point where you're like, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to try combining random things. Um, you know, I ha- I just just like him. I have a huge memory of Day of the Tentacle and how awesome it was, and Full Throttle and how awesome it was, and Sam Max hit the road and how awesome it was, um, mm-hmm. and uh, Grim Fandango being awesome. And I've played some of the remasters, and they're just God. They're well, I know, slow. I remember Full Throttle hard. in particular. Oh, you were full like, Full Throttle no. just drove me nuts. <laughs> and you know, the puzzles are based around just silly, crazy things, and the the gameplay is so. Non-modern Thimbleweed Park is a joy to play. It's absolutely amazing. Um, I'd kind of lump Oxenfree into that. I was, same, gonna, I was just getting yeah, ready to ask. Oxenfree what you is call great. That. It's not quite as point and clicky as those, but it's it's a great like story narrative based. It's not as walking sim as some of the walking sims. It's kind um, of in between the two. Kind of yeah. You know those are both amazing. Thimbleweed Park. I had so much fun playing. But you know if I had to choose a classic one, it would probably be Day of the Tentacle. Um, my brother and I, or Sam Max at the Road, those are both great. My brother and I, right after we got, I got a my first like PC PC in 1994, mm-hmm. and we got both those games right around when I got. And those games, man, those were huge in my like early. That would have been like my sophomore year in high school. Nice. And man, we just would spend so much time sitting around. And you know, it was back in the day before you really had 
internet. And so it wasn't like you could go online and look up, you know, the next thing. You just yeah. you just poked at it. Yeah, and I think that's what it was about, like, the whole King's Quest games. Like, you I know, just, I could never figure out they were just what hard. was going on. And, and I think the the other side of it, too, is, is back then you didn't have a million video games to play. And so... You know, my parents bought me Day of the Tentacle, so yep, that that's was what, what I was going to play until I beat it. <laughs> and then maybe maybe next month I'd get another video game, you know. Whereas now, like, you know, we've talked about it. I get 20 games a month for, you know, not free, but between like PS bucks. Plus and Gold and Humble Bundle and, you know, whatever. I, I'm drowning yeah, in we've video got games to play. Games. Yeah. So. Now, I haven't played a lot of these, but obviously. But are Telltale games kind of a modern version of that or would you separate that? I'd separate it because those are based more around player choice. Um, Like the thing about point and click adventure games is like the model of that is observing things. You know, it's really based around verbs, you know, open this, take this, look at this, and then taking those things that you open and look at and find and combining them into other things so you can get past something. It's it's solving puzzles by, you know, I found this monkey wrench and I found this hacksaw and I can combine those into a monkey hacksaw that will get me through that locked door. Yeah. It was real strange. Yeah. Uh, all right. Thank you, Mansox. Uh, last question uh, this week comes from Optimist Prime. What do you love about video game journalism and what do you hate about it? I wish I'd asked, like, this came in kind of late. I was in a meeting when it came mm-hmm. in. I'd, I'd really like to know his, like, what drove this question. Because um, I don't know if there's anything I hate about video game journalism. Um, what is it about What is it about us that you like that you think yeah. we're journalists, maybe? No, I don't know. I mean, to me, like, I like video game journalism because I like people that that look at video games – Way more critically than mm-hmm. I mean, like I think since we've started doing this, I look at video games more critically than I did when I just played video games, which is kind of a blessing and a curse. You know, it makes you it makes you appreciate good games more, but it makes you I think <coughs> less less appreciative of, or makes bad video games more noticeable. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I like that there are people that are dedicated to a craft of looking at video games critically right. and and writing. Like being writing is hard. Like if you don't think that writing is hard, you know, there's a reason that video game journalists have degrees for a lot of the part in journalism or English or, you know, one of those writing crafts. Because it's really hard to coherently like I write reviews for video games and they're not good. Like if I were to write one to be yeah. like, it was good. I had fun. Trying to figure fun. out how to do that. And how to, like think about a video game and think about What's another word for fun? Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> it's really hard. So I really appreciate that. That games journalism exists to to not only just like, you know, video game reviews are great. Um, it gives me an idea if a game's good or not. You know, um, it gives me an idea of and, – and, and not – I think the secret to video games reviews is looking at the review but then actually – like don't just look at the score. Like that's, that's right, dumb. Right. Look at what they liked and didn't like. Look at how that fixes you, you know. But to me, like one thing I've really gotten into lately is um, like I think Waypoint is an awesome – is is – is really interesting because they look at video games not necessarily from a review standpoint, but like a cultural standpoint. Like how does how does this video game fit into, you know, how America is today? How does this fit into modern mm-hmm. culture? Um, you know, are you know, are video games? You know, is this video game, you know, falling on tropes that it shouldn't fall upon anymore? Like, can we make video games better? And, and right. they take a really interesting, very deep dive approach into how video games fit into thing. And I think that 
Like the only thing that's kind of making me wonder about this is this is a, it feels like very much like one of those kind of Gamergate questions um, and ethics and journalism kind of mm-hmm. questions. And I don't think it is. Right. No, but no, like no. that was the first thing that like I'm like, what's what's this question about? Yeah, uh, because I don't think there is an ethical problem in games journalism really. Well, so. I think I can I can throw can out a couple negatives. I mean, it's not uh, it's not like a blanket negative yeah. or anything. But like right. to what I love is like yes, the passion for it. Yeah. Like it's awesome when people care and want to write stuff like. You write about movies, you write about games, you compare them, you, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff, the news, like, what's new, what's happening, what's changing, what's evolving, but other than that, like, obviously, I mean, it's probably the same journalism thing as that exists in other journalisms, and it's like, it's like the narratives, like, loot boxes are bad, it's like, well, well, no, like, like it's that kind of stuff. It's, but I don't. But do you think that? Do you think that journalism's just, journalism's Jesus? <laughs> do you think that journalists just say loot boxes are bad, or do you think that journalists look at the problem of loot boxes and write about it? Like, I mean, well, yeah, exactly. I, mean, I don't I mean, think there's anything wrong writing critically about loot boxes. No, you can but, write critically about loot boxes, but it's when you throw a headline out there that says loot boxes are bad, microtransactions are bad. It's a sensationalistic yeah, that, that headline has, to yeah. grab your attention to get you to read this. But the reality is that has way less to do about journalism and way more to do with how you pay for modern journalism. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like in a perfect world, people would still buy magazines full of yeah. Now with stuff. a billion different yeah. websites that review video games, out, you want to get out their Facebook yeah. the BuzzFeeds. You've got right, to out Facebook yeah. the inside though. That's still bad. Yeah, like yeah, because journalism is supposed to present the facts. So right. attention grabbing headlines. Objective is journalism is bad. Isn't the majority of games journalism though? Reviewing oh. is. I mean, there's a big difference between, like, the news and what this is, and then what am I thinking? What do I think about it? Yeah, but I would say that most most games journalism outside of reporting new games that are coming out and, you know, blah, 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 is is opinion-based. It's editorial, which would mean that saying loot boxes are bad is just one editor's take on on something. So, I don't know. Um, And then I had another, another thing. Review scores. You don't like them? I don't I don't like review scores I think overall cuz at some point you throw out the 10 and then you just break the scale yeah. like and then but really I think to me like the way I rate video games like when I, I occasionally I write video game reviews right. for our site and the way I always rate it is buy it rent it or don't yeah. and yeah. that to me is a, a way like 82% means nothing um, Fair. You know what I mean? Uh, and and I think that we've gotten to the point, too, where I think the problem with review scores is that, first of all, people don't realize that a 75 is – that's a pretty good that's game. Pretty good. You might right. like that. If you yeah. like that kind of game, you'll probably like that game. They think, like, 75%, that's a C. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, um, and don't realize that the scale really probably starts at, like, objectively most of the time about 90 um, and that you know, ninety five, ninety to one hundred is is really reserved yeah. for the Breath of the Wilds and yeah. the GTA fives right. and the yeah, it's weird. It's I mean, there's it's so hard to understand what the scale is, I guess. Yeah. And yes, it's like there's certain tiers that certain games can really only fall into, and it's yeah. like certain experiences will never get that praise of this yeah. score, even though their score is great for what what it is, and it's. It's just so arbitrary, and then you have, like, okay, 8s, 9s, and 10s, but then you have, like, the 8.7, and it's like, what the heck does that mean? Yeah. How did you even get there? It's like, I'm all about reviewing stuff. Like, that's cool. Like, if you want to yeah. put a score on it, that's great. But it's like, at the end of the day, scores are, I mean, I think it, the, it's super abstract. I think the problem is, too, is, though, is that that 
I, I agree. I would love to see video games reviewed just as, hey, I wrote 1,500 words about this video game. Read it and then take what then, I wrote yeah. and form your own opinion about if you might enjoy that game. But I think there are so many people that are just like, all right, review, scroll, 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 8.7, yeah. Well, what I, what I do like about a lot of you know review sites when they do the 1 to 10 scale is like they'll – Give their score, but then they've got pros, cons. Yeah. So you can get the quick right. the quick picture of why yeah. it landed here, and you can kind of get an idea of what's good and what's yeah. not good about the game. And if you're really more interested about it, then yeah, go ahead and read the full well, review. I think that people take scores – people get upset about scores way mm-hmm. too easily. Like, And they forget – like not you. This isn't Dylan at all. But I think that people forget that – uh, reviews are one person's exactly. opinion of a game. <laughs> you know, if you if they didn't like it, that doesn't mean that you won't. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe it didn't. I mean, for example, Rhyme. I adored Rhyme. I would give Rhyme like on a ten scale, probably like an eight point five, rolling into nine. But like IGN gave that game like a six. You mm-hmm. know, and 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 from a guy who uh, Marty Sleva um, wrote that review, and I'm like, we have a like we like the same games. Like I listen to him podcast all the time, and Marty Sleeve and I like the same games. And for him to say that Ryan was kind of a I don't know hackney platformer with really predictable puzzles, I'm like, no, that game's great. Did you actually? Did we play <laughs> yeah. the same game? Eh, you know. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah I, I totally agree. It's like I understand that when someone reviews, that's their thing. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. great. But then sometimes you look at a game and you're like, they gave it all positives. There's no negatives, and it's and it a, got a seven. Six, right. Like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, it's hard. Yeah, it, it's, it's a very hard. hard thing. But at, and but at some point, a game breaks your scale, right? And you're like, oh, this game's better. But it's like, and then, you, but you you have that ten, and then, but oh, this game's better than that ten. Okay, what do we do now? Do we give it an eleven? No, we got to no. give it a ten. Like, yeah. it's there's no ever. Well, there's there's not games ever like like GTA Five that got a lot of tens, and this is arguably a. And, and I think that's the other thing that you'll hear journalists say a lot of times is 10 doesn't mean a game's perfect right 10 means that that game a is a masterpiece yeah but those you are know? not the same the mona thing. lisa is not perfect no she's it's eyes are weird wobbly yeah. and crazy looking you um, know it's 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 a thing that you're going to think about for a long time that's gta 5 for me is that game is flawed like in a many ways but it's well worth playing and you know i would i would recommend it to anyone who wanted to play that game because it's it's great yeah you know sure. anyway I'm going to go back to what I said before real quick just to try to clarify now that I, I like, stewed on it for a second. Like, the uh, the narrative loot boxes are bad example. When it's not necessarily video game journalists, but how it transcends to now we have policy Agreed. that is now trying to ban loot boxes because it's this narrative existed and then it got pushed to some – level that's just it gets out of hand Every like, once well, when I'll stuff read. like that happens is what i'm saying i'm like is, why is business insider and forbes writing about video games right like, <laughs> and it's, it's that it's like yeah, yeah i'm sure, like you can write an opinion it's like what loot boxes is like okay what the uh, what the headline should be is like what are what are loot boxes doing and it's of course you can take a side yeah. i'm fine with that yeah. but then it, it somehow transcends to loot boxes are like this evil evil thing and now we have policy in what? different countries in our own like yeah. in different states that are going to ban them what am like, i reading about loot boxes this? in the seattle times right yeah, yeah. exactly and that that's kind of what i was yeah. getting at more get than it. just straight opinions but mm-hmm. overall i like journalists yeah. though and, I mean, oh, yeah, not, I mean, not just not just video game journalists i hate some of you yeah yeah, oh, I think yeah. journalism like as terrible. a whole is a fake news is a very important. Is, I mean, it's very important. Yeah. But the, I guess the other problem is there's a lot of it nowadays, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's part of the that's probably the biggest problem is that 
I mean, you want everyone to be able to do everything, but everyone can't do everything. No. Mm-hmm. Some people so. shouldn't be doing any of the things. <laughs> That's just... That's another discussion. All right. All right. Thank you for the questions. Optimist, Mansox, Joel, Coleslaw, and Vini. Uh, if you have a question for us, you can uh, send it to us on Facebook and our Discord. We've got a whole channel for you. Mm-hmm. Go in there and ask, a, ask us a question. Maybe we'll just Please talk do. about it there. We do, often do. Often do. <laughs> and then we talk about it more. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap this up this week with some cheap free games. Your Humble Bundle Monthly for March? Yep, March. It's good, too. Um, yeah. Good in that kind of, like we were just talking about, games that got like a seven, seven and a half that were... A bunch of solid games. A that, real solid game but that you might not want to pay 60 bucks for, but dang, you should pay 12 bucks for. Right, uh, for all of them. Right? Deus Ex Mankind Divided. I heard um, that was great. I heard it was really good. Um, mm-hmm. I've never heard of God Eater 2, but that's okay. Nope. Uh, but Mafia 3 is another one that I've been really, really excited really to try. Play I yeah. played the demo and it was great. Yeah, and so those those are two that I've been very excited. You can, you can get them for 12 bucks right now. And like, oh, this is for, this is not March, this is April's. Isn't it? Because mm. March was Dark oh, March Souls. already happened. Sorry, yeah, March yeah, already happened. April. They're, Sorry. Yeah, they're, you get them. My brain broke. Yeah. So these are April's games. Yeah. Right. And if yeah. you prepay for your subscription you right now, you unlock right these three games uh, Deus Ex Mankind Divided, God Eater 2, which I want to play that just because it sounds awesome. Yeah. Uh, and Mafia 3. Yeah, I think the thing, too, is is Humble Bundle, is, it is a subscription, but you can do it for a month. You do not need to. I mean, I personally have been a subscriber for a long time, mm-hmm. but you don't have to. You don't have to, you know, say, oh, yeah, I'm buying 12 months of this and here's, you know, 120 bucks or 150 bucks. It's you pay $12 a month and you can literally cancel whenever you want. So if, if you think these two games sound great, uh, I would suggest you go to bitemepodcast.com slash humble and, uh, and pick them up. I'm looking at my game library in Humble Bundle, my <laughs> Humble Library, and I didn't know I had a lot. Yeah, yeah. What are, are these games? It adds up real fast. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. Yep. I've got pages of stuff. It's good stuff, wow. man. Uh, yeah, all right, so that's that. Um, is there anything else? Yeah, a couple other. I actually added two more, um, but we, you probably don't see I didn't I did. refresh my page. Well, I did I'm it sure. while we were podcasting. So, yeah, okay. Um, we were, a lot, we're doing oh, yeah, this yeah, on yeah. Twitch, and so um, if you're a Twitch Prime subscriber, which anyone who has an Amazon Prime account automatically gets Twitch Prime for free, yes. um, you can get Devil May Cry HD for free that's from, awesome. I think, today through April 6th. I literally, while while I pulled up the Twitch stream to see what it looked like, I was like, oh, I got these notifications. What is nice. Devil May Cry? Yeah. Yeah. It's good. And uh, then you can also get the Fortnite Twitch Prime pack, which gives you... Which is awesome, actually, so do it. Um, you get a, actually some really cool stuff. Um, one really cool skin for um, Battle Royale, um, a really cool... Pickaxe mining tool, um, and you get another skin that's I don't think it's quite as cool. And you get a cool back bling with like a little rocket on there with a little shark face. Nice. That's pretty neat. Um, the glider is the the least impressive thing. Oh well, there's some cool stuff. Win a game, you get a cool umbrella if you do. Nice. So just win a game. Um, that's normally a part of the game. But um, and other and then you also do get the same. The guy with the face mask um, in Battle Royale, you also get that character in Save the World. Very cool. Um, so you oh, get a, cool. a legendary character for that as well. Nice. Um, so that's pretty That's pretty neat. All right. Um, <coughs> Excuse me. It's a lot of, that's pretty good value good for free. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also, we don't have any small bites this weekend, but I'm going to say again, buy Altos. Yeah. Oh, get Altos Odyssey. I'm like in the mid- have you played it yet? No. No, not yet. Oh. I'm like in the mid-30s level-wise. Fortnite wise. and Rainbow Six. Remember? There have been multiple nights where I'm like, oh, I should go. Like, I would have finished GTA Five a lot earlier. Yeah, yeah. Like, or I could just go lay in bed and snowboard for a while. Like, I'm yeah. stuck at this one. I'm not stuck at this one spot in Monster Hunter Stories, but there's like, there's these things that I need to climb yeah. up. And I it, the game isn't telling me how to do it. And I'm just like... 
I could figure that out, or I could spend 35 minutes playing Alto's Odyssey. God, it's and, so good. And it's I so play pretty. it constantly. It's so fun. Ah, so love it. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to throw out a fun fact that I forgot to mention earlier when I told everyone to remind me of this fun fact oh, yeah, that I had yeah. when I got Sorry. to the What's your fun fact? But um, I enjoyed, I was playing Rainbow Six, obviously, and I was scrolling through like the bios for the different characters, and they have such cool names, right? It's like Smoke, Sledge, Valkyrie, Ash, like they got cool names, right? But then it actually tells you what their real names are and like where they're from and what their story is, right? But then I got to Blackbeard and his name's Craig Jensen, Craig Blackbeard <laughs> Jensen, and he's from Bellevue, Washington. Hey! hey. That's so random. That's where we are right That's now. That's really all I wanted to say. Nice. Uh, it's kind of fun just to, like, because... Like especially the the uh, the U.S. Um, guys, yeah. they have like really bland names like Michael, like and Craig Jensen. But then like yeah, the cool like British names and the all the different fun countries. Um, they have cooler <laughs> names than us. That's like, cool. Does EA have a, a studio here or uh, Ubi? Oh, sorry, Ubisoft. Ubisoft yeah. yeah, sorry, sorry. Does Ubisoft have a, a studio in Bellevue? I don't think so. I, it's, uh, what a weird it, small it, town. It, it must I mean, have like, been someone that knows someone here because people. What if they were like, like oh, you know, Microsoft? Right. It's like there was some reason. I'm yeah, sure. I mean, like Bellevue's not a small town. Like, it's, like, no. it's not huge. But it's not Seattle either, no, or no. it's not the typical maybe Washington town that you might think this really cool special operative would be from either. Yeah. So I don't know what their choice was there. It's interesting. Nice. The population was 141,000 in 2016. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah, it's small. That's weird. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thank you for that little fun fact. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah go read those. It's fun. That's cool. All right. Thanks to uh, everybody watching on Twitch this week, twitch.tv slash bite me podcast. We're going to try and get back on the mixer at some time. Uh, Something went wrong. So, yeah. I don't know. Mixer needs to get their ish together. Um, Dylan already has his sunglasses on. I need to remind you, sir. It's dark outside. <laughs> that it is dark outside. We are in the Pacific Northwest, and it gets dark still kind of early. His sunglasses, really bright, look kind of like the dude from 16 Candles, the, the nerd, when he has his sunglasses on. And that it's, it's been a long time since I've seen that movie. Not 16 so Candles, I'm, sorry. I meant uh, The Breakfast Club, but anyway. That yeah. one, too. Yeah. Uh, anyway, thanks for watching on the Twitch. Uh, find us on all the social medias and online at our website. It's bitemepodcast, B-Y-T-E, me, podcast.com. Add the slash humble to that, and you can find all the nifty, fun things from Humble Bundle that mm. we get to little perks for. So, is that it? That's it. That's it. Don't bite me. Mm -hmm. I have to pee.